Hello, welcome to the Usler Podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 11th. And of course, if you don't know, now you know. 11 is my favorite number. What's yours? And have you ever Googled what your favorite number means for you? You should. I don't know. Like, people think coincidences and this and that. But I feel like there's always something that attracts you to that number. Is it a favorite athlete? If you're into sports. Like, I can tell you, when I was a kid, I loved number three for Iverson. Eight because of Kobe. Nine... Because of Ronaldo, Brazil Ronaldo. Um, But then 11 was, I just always loved the number 11. No basketball, no athlete. I can't remember, I don't know any great athletes that I cheer for that wear number 11. I wish there was more, but unfortunately there isn't. But enough of talking about numbers. This is a sports podcast, so let's get started by talking about boxing. Boxing just cannot catch a break. Earl Spence and Manny Pacquiao, that fight is officially off. Earl Spence had to um, drop out because of a retinal tear in his eye. I saw the I saw the guy who will be replacing um, the uh, replacing Earl Spence. I saw his fight versus Sean Porter. I'm not gonna lie. Obviously, it's not gonna be an Earl Spence. And the level between Earl Spence is different. But I'm going to be honest, this guy, he ain't no joke, man. Like, for real, the guy that he's fighting is a serious contender. Like, he didn't just opt out for, like, what Canelo would have done. Got a Turkish guy that doesn't even deserve to be in the same ring. Like, a guy... You know what I mean? Like, he actually got a guy that's fought Sean Port. Man, Manny Pacquiao respects boxing. He doesn't go out there just to get a win. And I feel a lot of boxers have been like that. He's actually trying to challenge himself and see if he can still do it on a high level. What's the point if you're a high-level boxer if you start fighting chumps? To get W's. Manny Pacquiao, man. The man is carrying not only the Philippines, but he's literally carrying boxing on his back. After we had Tyson Fury acting like an idiot. Right? And not not being vaccinated. That's his choice. But then to be running around people with no masks all that kind of stuff a couple of weeks before the fight 
come on, man. And I, I'm telling you guys, this is this should become a big deal, and it will become a big deal. When I took a look at the AFC North, which I'm going to be doing to uh, gambling over under and more uh, later on, so stay tuned. Let's start off by just talking shit. I'm going to start hard knocks. I have to have in Canada, okay? This is Canada. I have to pay for the zone. And then I have to pay for HBO and what we call here in Canada Crave, which gives you HBO, Showtime, a bunch of stuff. And I still can't watch Hard Knocks until Thursday. And we live in Canada. I don't live in Siberia. I live in Canada, next door. And because of that dumb shit, I'm going to start telling people what they can do, how to get free product. VPN Express, that shit. Because even if you're a UFC fan and a boxing fan, guess what you can do with boxing? Any Canelo fight, you use a Canadian uh, VPN number on your zone, you get free boxing. UFC in Italy, they don't have pay-per-view. So all their pay-per-view fights are sold to the zone. So anytime you want to watch a UFC pay-per-view event, if you put an Italian VPN into your the zone, guess what will happen? You'll end up getting free UFC pay-per-view events. So you can either keep buying and continuing to spend money on ESPN Plus and then get TSN Plus and SportsCenter Plus and get all these, or you can invest a little bit of money, get a great ExpressVPN, and download and just pay for the zone, and you'll get everything. Oh, if you're an English Premier League fan, Guess what? The Zone has the English Premier League. Express VPN. Yep. Cause that's so stupid that I've almost pretty much heard watch clip everything of Hard Knocks and you still can't watch it in Canada. Because of the rights. Because I'm guessing in Canada, the zone owns the rights to the NFL. But HBO owns the rights to Hard Knocks. So I guess because they fight each other or something for who gets to play it in Canada, that you don't get to watch it. Until it's on replay on both. I'm guessing. Which is so stupid. This episode was supposed to be called Mellow Wednesdays, but as you guys can tell from my rant, eh, not so mellow. So let's just move on to the NFL AFC North. Let me try to make you guys some money. NFL bets, send me yours, send me your future NFL bets. So I'm going to start off with the Ravens. They were 11 and 5 
last year, last season. And I do have to give you the disclaimer. It's a 17-game season. 11 and a half is their over-under. 11 and a half. And if you take a look at the odds, I have over at plus 130, under at minus 160. And I do have to agree, I take under on the Ravens. I would take under on the Ravens because I think the Bengals got better. The Browns definitely got better. The Steelers are still the Steelers. Bengals, their over-under is six and a half. Last season, they went 4-11-1. So, and you have to remember, Burrow got injured, right? He had a he had a knee injury. We're recently reading the headlines while I was looking this up. Uh, Joe Burrow has is talking about how he doesn't really feel comfortable with his knee yet. I don't really believe in their coach. To be honest with you, the Cincinnati Bengals are like the Pelicans of the NBA. They have the worst staff. They don't care if they make the playoffs. Like, when was the last time the Cincinnati Bengals felt like they could be a Super Bowl team? So, if you have the Ravens hitting their 11 and a half, hitting 12 games, Browns, Steelers, Bengals, Joe Burrow, they went with a great wide receiver. The offensive line is not any that much better. I'm going under. Under again is a minus 140. The Browns last year went 11 and 5. This year, their over under is 10 and a half. So, and we have an extra game. You have to smash the over at minus 115. The Browns will, the first time ever, have the same coach, same offensive coordinator for. Um, Odell Beckham, his wide receiver group is super talented. Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb in the running. Like, his running backs are amazing. Baker Mayfield, I think, with Stefanski, he'll have a chance this year to prove and maybe hopefully have like a Dak Prescott year. I don't think he can have an Allen year from the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, because Josh Allen was incredible. Like he was Patrick Mahomes. 
and Baker has problems staying in the in the pocket and he's always better on the run so you're giving me the Browns they have to have the same they got to win 11 games they did it last year and they're getting an extra game easy common sense bro just hit it over over so far, Ravens under 11 and a half. Bengals under six and a half. Browns over 10 and a half. Steelers. Solid D. One of the best whiteout groups. If Ben Roethlisberger plays, that's great. It's not like he had, it's not like they relied on him much last year. So, Steelers, eight and a half wins. You have to go over. Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh Steelers are not going to go eight and nine. They're not going to do it. They're not going to go eight and nine. They're going to go nine and eight. They might go 10 and 7. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are not going to go under 8.5. So, plus 110, take the over. Let me know if you guys agree or disagree with my NFL AFC North bets. So, just to recap, I got the Ravens going under 11 and a half. I got the Bengals at plus 25, uh, sorry, going under 6 and a half. Browns at 10, over 10 and a half. And Steelers at over 8 and a half. Um, moving on to rookies. Zach Wilson is struggling in Jets camp. But to be honest with you, who cares if he's struggling? Let's wait till the regular season and see what happens. Trey Lance is lighting it up. Uh, so if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's, I think he's gonna get shipped. Jimmy, Trey Lance, imagine. Trey Lance ends up being the next Patrick Mahomes and Zach Wilson flops. Isn't that the Jets dynasty? And that's why you gotta bet on Trey Lance. Just the Jets being the Jets, I think they're gonna get screwed with Zach Wilson. Hopefully not. Because a great quarterback just means better football for all of us to watch. But when, and one thing, like as soon as a quarterback starts struggling, right away, the first thing that they have to go to is Peyton Manning threw more interceptions and has led the league in interceptions in his rookie year. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Or if a quarterback goes, like, near the bottom right away, oh, Tom 
Brady or Aaron Rodgers, chip on his shoulder. All right, what about the other Brady Quinns? Huh? What about Brady Quinn? Where's his chip on his shoulder? But yet he still didn't make it in the NFL. So let's see what the regular season. I wouldn't really pay much attention to that. In the regular season games, we're going to see some preseason games starting soon, coming up uh, tomorrow and the next couple of days. I'd put more into those than practice, to be honest. So I'm saying that to say, hey, Jets fans, let's see what this kid has. He might be a gamer. He might be a gamer. Russell Wilson, we were told, He's a gamer. A lot of quarterbacks don't like to practice, but in games, they can they got it. They got what it takes. NFL. What else do we have going on in the NFL that's interesting? Josh Allen signs a 258. I'm not even gonna say that. Josh Allen is getting 150 million dollars because that's the money that's guaranteed to him. million, he's getting the highest amount of guaranteed money in the NFL, uh, which is great for him. And he deserves it, man. He does. He put out a great year last year. He's a Buffalo Bill, too. He's not a quarterback like Russell Wilson, who's trying to move to a bigger market. He's happy with where he is. He just wants to lead that team to a Super Bowl. And if, but there's something about Josh Allen that reminds me of Russell Westbrook. I know people are going to be like, what? I'm, they're both for their positions are physical specimens. Physical specimens, okay? But, and they're always going to play their hearts out, everything, and they're super talented and all that. But there's something in their head that makes them, like, self-sabotage themselves in the last two minutes of a half or a game. Where they just, like, they do some, they just self-sabotage themselves. Because they want it so bad. And we heard this about Giannis. We heard that a lot of people were afraid that Giannis might never win a championship. Because of how bad he wanted it. That he might grip the ball too tight. That he might not be able to trust his team at the right. Trust his team. Because you cannot win a finals championship with one guy. You have to rely on others. And Josh Allen, he's young. But he's good, and if you go back to that draft where Josh Allen came up, like 
Josh Rosen out. And I really thought Josh Rosen might be a good quarterback. They, I remember them having the articles of, oh, he's, his family's like super wealthy. But he's like one of those, co- he's one of the quarterbacks that, I think he was a philosophy major. He always had questions. He was a smart ass. And you're like, oh, this guy. And then all of a sudden in the NFL, this guy has no confidence left. Zero destroyed it. Tua Tungaloa. Tua. Now you're going to try to do that pronunciation again. Tua Tungaloa. Tungaloa. Tua. What's going on down there in Miami? He is. He went from almost like he's better than. All the other quarterbacks that we ever heard about. Once in a generation. He was supposed to be like an Andrew Luck. And the guy can't make it into the NFL? I don't know, man. I don't know. The NFL, I feel, is just completely different than... That's stupid. Obviously, the NFL is. But it's just harder with quarterbacks to know which quarterback is going to actually be good and which isn't. In all other positions, all of that to go back and say, just because Zach Wilson is sucking in the Jets and Trey Lance is lighting it up, it don't mean nothing. Until we see them play. Until we see them play. Because. That's all. You, like. We don't have to bring up Peyton Manning anymore. We really don't have to bring up. Well Peyton Manning sucked in his rookie year. That was 20 years ago. That was 1999. He got drafted in 98, I believe. And he played his first season in 99. 20 years ago. Stop it. And if you're a fan base that is, like, losing their mind because Zach Wilson sucks in camp, then you're an idiot. And that's how I'm going to transition into the NBA Summer League. Because last night, we were able to watch Cade Cunningham versus Jalen Green. And again, in Summer League, it's like an NBA preseason. Not even, right? Because these guys are hoping to make a roster. In the NBA preseason, you're getting just the bench guys. Guys... From like 6 down to 12 that are playing. But in Summer League, it's not even like the bench. It's guys that are hoping to make the bench. And I don't know. I don't see Kate Cunningham as being a generational talent from the first game. I don't think there is a generational talent in here. Like, there isn't a Zion. There really isn't a Zion. From 
I do have to... Jalen Suggs looking like he really wants it. And that's why if you take a look at some summer league gambling odds, you're going to see the Portland Blazers favorite to win the championship, but also Houston. Because Houston, I just... Houston's missing like two players from their starting lineup. Think about that. And like Detroit, Cade Cunningham, you have uh, Sadiq Bay, and you and you have uh, Hayes, Killian Hayes. Those three are starters for the Detroit Pistons. Orlando Magic. How many starters do they have on that team? And they all look hungry and wanting to win it. The odds that I saw, being honest with you guys, Portland Blazers being plus 250. Nah. Houston Rockets plus 550. They don't have, they're, I just talked about, but they're all young. They're all super, super young. And I don't think they have the expertise to go all the way to a finals. And you do have to win playoff games. To be honest with you, the team that looked the best I have and has the most balance that I've seen so far at plus 550 is the Boston Celtics. Pritchard, because he's the point guard and he's a, he's played in the regular season and he's showed up in the regular season. We know that. What I um he, he's the point guard and him controlling the game and how he controls the pace and everything. And then all around him, uh, you have a bunch of players that are like in their third year. Third year, whether due to injuries or because of COVID, uh, they didn't have a chance to play in summer league or even play at all. So, plus 550 Boston Celtics. I wouldn't take anything yet right now. I there's still like you only I've only seen two games so far. There's a bunch of games uh, the next couple of days, but so far from what it looks like, Boston Celtics at plus five fifty isn't looking too bad. Let me know. Does anybody else have a futures bet for me on the NBA summer league? Stick staying within the NBA. Uh, moving on from summer league. Before, sorry, before I move on, I do have to say one thing. The one person that I don't, like, if you, the one person that I think is going to be maybe a bust is going to be Evan Mobley. And I think he's going to be a bust because he honestly looks like another big man a talented big man that doesn't like to play basketball. He's passive. He's just... And in the NBA, there's too many tall, big guys, talented, and that are way, just way more hungrier than you. 
And if he's not going to work out at 9 in the morning, you know what I mean? If he's not going to put in that extra work, do the workouts, do all that, Jared Allen's going to take time over him. Next year, whoever the Evan Mobley of next year will come in and take his spot if he wants to play more basketball than Evan Mobley. But from the looks of it, Cade, um, Jalen Green, even Suggs, uh, of course, Scotty Barnes for the Raptors, they all look happy and excited to be playing basketball in the summer league. And then you have Evan Mobley, who honestly looks like he'd rather be anywhere other than on an NBA court. And that just doesn't fly in professional basketball, in any professional sport. And to be honest with you, I really don't even think that Evan Mobley is that gifted to even like last just based on his talents in the NBA. Saying that we get, of course, summertime, we get another Ben Simmons and Rondo shooting threes. We get those every single year. We all know that Ben Simmons can shoot the ball in the gym. We all know he practices shooting threes. We want him, we want to see him do it in a scrimmage at least. At least do it in a scrimmage. If you're going to put it out on tape. Come on, man. And that's how I like that's how we know it's nothing is changing. Because I guarantee you Ben Simmons has not shot a three in scrimmage yet. He hasn't. And we see him make it. Yes. Dwight Howard says he can he can shoot a hundred free throws in a gym. Game time. That's what I talked about Zach Wilson earlier. Him struggling in practice. So for some people, practice just isn't enough adrenaline in it to get them going. And for others, there's too much adrenaline for them in game time that they can't get anything done. Ben Simmons, and now uh, also rumors are Ben Simmons is a key piece to a trade for Damian Lillard. But Dame just came out and said that he does not want to go anywhere. And Ben Simmons, on the other hand, has said that he will not be reporting to Philly until we trade him. And to be honest with you... I think that works out better for Philly. If Ben Simmons reports to training camp and then we get him in the regular season and he doesn't shoot a three in the first, what, five games? Then it's going to get worse. He's more of like people thinking that, that they can mold him. And that he's not already molded. 
but I think he's already molded. Twenty at twenty four years old in the NBA, then and he's still like you can't find footages of him shooting threes in scrimmages. You still gotta post it in an empty gym practice. That's just sad. But hey, man, what do I know? Ben Simmons is making like $185 million. And there's a teams that are willing to pay him. Uh, and there's nobody willing to pay me $145 million. <laughs> oh, the Ball family. You'd honestly think, Lea- uh, what's his name, Leangelo Ball? The, the middle Ball brother? You would have thought he was the number one draft pick. Of all the highlights and TikTok, everything that he's got. He can shoot off of a screen. I don't know. I guess he's been practicing shooting threes. There wasn't anything special, but he obviously has a position for with Charlotte. And maybe he can become a three-point specialist. We just saw Duncan... Uh, yeah, we just saw Duncan get... How much? $90 million? It's a lot of money out there. And speaking of big money, Dennis Schroeder. When betting on yourself goes wrong, or when your ego is actually bigger than what you're worth. So you tur- Dennis Schroeder turned down a 4 for $84 million, making it $21 million a year because he wanted a four for a hundred. And now he signed, of course, a $5.6 million in Boston. And if you're his agent, you should have told him, hey, buddy, you know the extra $4 million a year that you're asking for? You know when it comes to taxes in California? You know that's like nothing? How about we sign the four for $84 million? You have We honestly have like rookies like Zion that aren't willing to like, you know what I mean? Give up $150 million to get out of the Pelicans. Not take the max contract there. And go take. But then Schroeder. Is willing to bet on himself. Because he's German. I think it's because he's German. And maybe he doesn't. Money, like. To be honest with you. I do have to like. I'm very surprised. That he took 5.6 million. in the, At the Celtics. And not for like OKC or somebody else. Because that's the smartest move he could do. The Celtics always going to have eyes and media attention. You're going to be on national TV. You have Tatum and Jalen Brown. There's nobody on that team that you're fighting for position except the rookie Pritchard. 
So Dennis Schroeder is going to really have a great chance to show us what he can do and have a potential. And I believe the Celtics probably told him, hey, show us what you can do and we'll give you a 20 million. We'll give you back. If you if you really prove that you're a talented, we'll give you your 80 million, four-year $80 million deal. We'll do that for you. But come here, show us that you can play alongside Tatum and alongside Jalen Brown and our rookies, and we'll give you that money. That is smart. 